Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Pen Up Talk with host Diana Prince. It is almost five o'clock in the morning. Let's do this, people. So this is a topic that is on my mind. You know, I, I really, again, I appreciate all the support for everything that I do on social media. Um, I have no idea how many people are going to listen to this podcast. I do my podcast for several reasons, as I state at the beginning of every episode. Um, one of the main reasons I started back to doing my podcast was so I can, um, well, for two major reasons. One, so I can have more content and interact with my fans, interact with my public um, more often and on a regular basis. But I began to realize that I've also been using it mainly to get my mind focused on my day because I obviously get up early. I start my day online working extremely early and covering topics, even if it's not something directly related to what I'm going to be doing on that day, on today. Um, Focusing on business helps me focus on business. So when I get up and I get motivated to cover a topic, excuse me, it definitely gets my brain in work mode. And so that's one of the the biggest reasons why I continue to force myself to record my podcast every morning or every morning that I'm actually able to do it. And I get my topics from so many different ways. I might go on social media early in the morning or the middle of the night or the previous day and see something that someone has posted and it motivates me to cover that topic. Something I can relate to or something and or something I have a huge opinion on. And then there are topics that I cover for things that I've just experienced, but usually, (laughs) I have to backtrack here, there are things that I've experienced many times. It's got to be something very monumental and major and, you know, record-breaking for me to cover something if it just happens for the first time. Usually topics, you know, now that I'm looking back, topics that I cover that are some experiences that I'm just experiencing or just experienced for the first time are usually always positive. As far as all my other topics, things that I have experienced multiple times, they can either be positive, seen as a negative situation Um, but I try to cover everything no matter what from a logical standpoint I think that my podcasts and my blogs and my posts would be undoubtedly a lot shorter if all I focused on was my emotions and you know I realize that my emotions are why I'm driven to do my podcasts my emotions are why I'm motivated to cover certain topics. People react 
off of their emotions. So because of reactions and because of actions that are based upon emotions, actions make emotions relevant and they make them facts. So of course, I understand that emotions play a huge part and what we do, what we wear, who we choose to work with, how we spend our money, the decisions we make in business all stem from emotion, personal taste. And then whatever you do to act upon them becomes a fact. It becomes something that is undisputed. You did this. And because you did this, this is what the reaction or reactions were based upon a decision that was made, which is a fact, um, upon emotions. So I realize that nobody is, is, is uh, exempt and most of us are not oblivious to the fact that emotions play a part. But I like to take a subject, look at it from every person's point of view and perspective that's involved and take it apart logically. Use common sense, what I think is common sense. So with, with all of that said, if you've gotten this far, I want to cover something specific. I've already talked recently about, and I've blogged about working with people and knowing what their goals are and also making sure that you are working with people. This means on a regular basis that have similar goals in mind for your work together. I've, I've learned that and, you know, over the past couple of years, I've learned a lot of things that I ha have had no other choice but to learn and to therefore apply into my decision making and how I run my business and how I run my business relations with other people. I've just, you know, I can't keep getting hit over the head with the same situation and not learn from it because these are ultimately decisions I've made. Now, when you don't know someone, you haven't worked with them, you have no history with them, you don't know anything. Once you see things, your decision is there. The decision is there. You have the power to continue to work with them or not based upon whatever you want to base it upon. But I think that it is essential. It does not matter if you're doing pinup once a year, if you're going to do pinup once and never do it again, if you're going to do pinup as a quote unquote hobby, if you're going to be a part time pinup, if you want to be the biggest, most well known pinup in all of the land that has ever walked the earth, uh, it does not matter. Knowing what the goals are of each person you work with is essential. They may have goals that you do not have. They may take something really, really seriously where it's really just not that important to you. You need to know that. You need to be aware of these things because of the reaction, because of the consequences that again, undoubtedly these things are going to happen. That's why you should always be working with a person or people on a regular basis that have the same goals. That's the biggest thing I learned. I learned this year, honestly, and I, I'm, I'm not upset at all. It, I mean, in my voice, it, it's, there's such severity, you know, such, 
you know, it, it doesn't sound like, oh, I'm just so happy to, you know, that I learned this. No, but I am, I am seriously happy without a doubt that this finally sunk in to my hard head. <laughs> no matter how someone looks, no matter how often I work with them, no matter how much they're paying me, no matter nothing, you know, even if, if we could end up being friends over time, if you do not have the same goals and if my goals for working together, my goals for that shoot, my goals for that, whatever we've been producing, if those things are not important to the other person, the person who's involved, I don't need to be working with them, period. All of those other bonuses, they're on time, they're paying me. It, it does not matter if the things that are the, of the utmost important to me are ignored. If those are things that we don't even have in common, that's gonna, it's going to bother me. Because see, I think of it like this. You can consider yourself an amateur model. The word that that term, that phrase still includes the word model. That means you're modeling. You're, you're doing it at an amateur level. Okay. At a beginner's level. Okay. But you're still doing it. When you are doing something as a hobby, you could be going to, um, a, a faculty, you could be going, you know, a facility, you could be going to a gym, you could be going to a privately owned business, you could have an instructor come to your home, whatever you're doing as a hobby, and you're doing it for fun, that could be your only goal, period. You have to remember that the people that you are working with, the person who is instructing you, the person who is alongside of you, while you're doing this goal, unless you're doing it on your own. Um, I mean, while you're doing this hobby, unless you're doing it on your own, that person is most likely a professional. That's why you're paying them. If someone is involving you in their business, clear logic would dictate that they take their business very seriously, and it is not a hobby for them. You get two people together that are doing something as a hobby, there you go. I've heard people say, you know, they, they can't, they can't do this or they're not because it's just a hobby or, you know, it's this because it's just a hobby. Okay. So if you get two people who are doing something as quote unquote, just a hobby, then you have that in mind. You have that, that perspective in common. Your goals are the same. Oh, we're just doing this for fun. Doesn't matter. There's, there's no goals with this shoot <clears throat> other than to have fun. But I know a lot of people who do things as a hobby to learn something, to improve, like on a sport, for instance, so they can and start to learn something new and then begin to improve on it. And that's fun for them. It could be tennis. It could be... <laughs> you know, a, a board game. It could, I mean, I can think of a million things that people do as a hobby that they maybe don't want to improve on. 
they, they want to just learn how to do something and they want to just keep doing it. It's not about really taking it to a different level, but they still understand the concept of the people who they are working with, the people who are teaching them, the people who are helping facilitate their hobby. They're taking this serious. It's their business. This is what they do. These are the things that they're producing and obviously that means they're important to them. So with all that said, and I was actually gonna say that after I just went into the specifics of today's topic. Okay, publishing, being a publisher, being a publicist. Um, I just took a course, graduated, got my certificate on public relations. I learned so much. I thought I'm going to do a podcast just to recap what I've learned and I'm going to be stumbling through it just muttering out things just so maybe I can put it more into perspective for myself um, and just get all of it organized because I learned so much. But one thing that I learned, which I learned in every single class, course, whatever school that I've graduated from is research. Research is important because you have to have knowledge. You have to have it. So researching something, when you research the person that you're getting involved with, you can see what is important to them. If you research me, you can see that I'm involved in publication. Now, publication may not mean a hill of beans to you. Publication may not mean that much, but it sounds cool. Publication may be a goal. Publication may be a uh, demand, a requirement. This is exactly why you're doing what you're doing. Publication may be the only goal that you have, and you don't want to do anything else. And again, publication may not be a goal at all. Don't get involved with people who are involved in publication heavily. You've done the research. You know that that's what they're involved in. You can see it. You work with them. You begin working with them. And you see that they are focused on publication as an example, a specific example. That means that my reputation as a writer, because I'm a writer, is on the line. That means that my relationships that I've built with magazine owners that I value, I value the magazines, I value the owners, I value our business relationship, that's on the line for me. And this is someone that you have chose, not forced, um, not were fooled in, oh, I didn't know Diana Prince was involved in publication. No, you've done the research, you know everything about me, you started working with me, you know that that's something that's important to me, and I'm telling you why. And this is what I mean about common sense and clear logic. Obviously, my reputation is on the line as a writer. And then I have my own columns. That means so much in itself. Number one, one of my columns is for the biggest pennant magazine in the world. If you are in the fashion industry and you were to look up the top five fashion magazines, publications, magazines that we currently have today, right now, the top five. I'm pretty sure Vogue is going to be one of them. Um, Harper's Bazaar or Bazaar, whatever they call it now, would be another one. Um, 
if you happen to be in the position where you are contributing articles that get published by them, editorial pieces, if you're in the position where you actually become a monthly columnist, where you're on staff, you are an official writer for their magazine, and your articles are published often, and this happens to be one of the vogue or bizarre or whatever else is out there, the, the most popular magazines that are out there, <clears throat> you can't tell me that that doesn't mean serious business. It's the fashion industry. That's the industry that you're in. Those are the people that you're working with. And now you are in the position where you're a writer with your very own column for the biggest fashion magazine in the entire world currently, like not five years ago, but currently, yes, it's a big deal, meaning that's something that you're taking seriously. It has so many obligations and responsibilities, and it also comes with deadlines. It comes with, uh, you know, providing content before my deadlines whenever possible. It comes with accepting feedback and advice from the magazine owners. It comes with learning because I was never formally trained or educated as a writer. It, it comes with taking, again, constructive criticism and, and being able to improve on my writing. And it also comes with creativity. I, I actually have to come up with something creative to talk about, um, to write about. And it's got to be 500 to 1,000 words every single article. There are people <laughs> that cannot do something like that. And that's not what today's topic is about. It's about the fact that, again, you research the people that you're working with. If you go to, here's such a good example. You go to a top hairstylist in their field or somebody who is established anyway. They don't have to be the top, but they're established as a professional hairstylist in their field, say in pinup. You go to them. You pay to get your hair done. You get your hair done, you leave. If you decide, you decide that you want to work with them because you either see what they do and you want to be a part of it, or either and or you begin working with them. You begin getting your hair styled more often. You see these things that they're doing. They offer for you to be a part of something and want to involve you. <clears throat> That's something that you agree to. Once again, nobody's forcing you. So you agree to this. It does not matter what level you are at that point and what your goals are. You have now agreed to something that matters a lot and is extremely important to that person as a professional in their field. It's completely different to go to somebody and get your hair styled than working with them on projects and working with them with magazines and working with them with companies. Completely different. Completely different. It, like I said <clears throat> on one of the, my previous podcasts, 
it's the same thing as I worked with someone or I plan on working with them again versus you're working with someone on a regular basis. Going to a hairstylist, going to a stylist is not the same thing as that person being your personal stylist. Going to someone to get styling and they submit your pictures once in a while and get you published and you're grateful, that's completely different than having a manager who is managing your career, booking all of your shoots, submitting all of your images for publication. It's a completely different thing. I, you can go to a photographer who can provide a full service studio and full services and get everything done for you, hair, makeup, wardrobe, images, and they can be on staff, they can submit your pictures, and then boom, bada boom, bada bing, you're done. You call it a day. You can go to someone and go through that same experience and decide you want to work with them more often. You already know they're involved in publication, specifically. You already know that that obviously means something to them. It means something to the people that they're working with, including their clients, who really, really want to be published, and that's exactly why they go to them. I've, I know people that specifically shoot with certain photographers just for publication, period, period. They know for a fact that they're going to get published, and that's exactly what their goal is. And I know people that get involved in the pinup industry, and this is what I mean. Getting involved can still mean quote-unquote, a hobby. Once you're doing something on a regular basis, you're involved. I mean, how, how can you dispute that? There is no disputing it. So I'm saying, you know, this is what I mean about common sense and logic and how being self-centered <laughs> does not work. It's not going to work. You get kicked and pushed aside really easy. Um, opportunities will no longer be available. People will no longer work with you, period. Because you are messing with the time of somebody that is a professional. And there's other people involved. You have to understand that. There is a domino effect when people cancel photo shoots. There is a domino effect when images that were supposed to be published aren't going to be published anymore. There's not just, oh, let's, whatever, let's walk away. I mean, come on. The only thing I can think of is how dare you? How, I mean, how ignorant can someone be? And it, it, it's based upon selfishness because, hey, there's no consequences. Whatever I can walk away, it's no big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. Yes, there are consequences for many people. And you're just not considerate enough to care. Because in publication specifically, there's deadlines. There are major decisions that have to be made and like I talked about on one of my other podcast episodes, and I really, really, another thing I really learned and focused more on this year is there is a difference in planning for something and having plans. When you have plans, specific plans for something, obviously you had to plan ahead and plan in detail, but you can actually be planning to do a photo shoot and have no other goals other than to just take some great pictures. That's it. That can be your only goal, but you still have that goal. That's going to be important to your stylist and your photographer because they need to know what your goals are. So whatever they are, it's going to be important to them. 
well, it should be important to you. You know, you should be giving that in return. And the same, in the same hand, you should be giving it. Because, again, you're working with someone who is a professional. And you can plan for a shoot that has no plans. And you can plan for a shoot that has specific plans for those images. And then those plans involve other people. That's what I'm saying. I want people to get it. I want certain people to understand that. It's not about just canceling, changing your mind, deciding you don't want to do this, deciding you don't, you know, it really sounds so simple to make those decisions. And then everyone else, or at least one other person, and in my case, other people have to pick up the pieces. You don't care because you're not going to do, ever do this anymore. You don't care that it makes you look bad. You don't care that it makes other people look bad. You don't care that you've wasted their time. You know, it, it was your money, it's your time, whatever. Okay. And yes, people do change their mind all the time. But whoever is making the decisions in your career for you, your spouse, your family, your friends, um, make sure that, you know, you're finding out what exactly what they want you to do and make sure that they've done the research. If you're not going to do it, make sure they do the research. So they're making decisions based upon actually having knowledge because nine times out of 10, your spouse, your family, your friends do not have any experience at all directly in this industry on, on any level, in any aspect, any field. They have no experience. So that's okay. That's what you're, you're trusting them to make the decisions. Make sure they're educated. They're making educated decisions. You know, make sure they're making logical and common sense based decisions. Um, if that's a phrase, because again, it does affect other people, what you up and decide to do when you up and decide to flake, when you up and decide to bail on commitments, when you can't take failure, when you can't take um, rejection, when you can't take constructive criticism, when someone all of a sudden says, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because you're not getting paid and you actually have to pay. And then you go, oh yeah, I'm not going to do it anymore. Guess what? You weren't getting paid when you were doing it the whole time. You weren't getting paid when you were so excited to do it. This isn't something you just found out. You were so excited and now you just found out you're not going to be getting paid, that you're going to have to buy magazine issues that you're in. I mean, no, you just decided that that person's opinion matters to you now more than anything for whatever reason. And it can be the same thing as your images. You can love your images and then someone who means so much to you or a whole bunch of your friends can say, oh, those are unflattering. And then, oh no, I hate these images now. Okay. But once again, you're basing your decisions upon people that are not even going to be affected. You're letting them control and they're not going to be affected by your decisions and other people are. And that's what I'm saying, because, you know, when people talk about karma and things like that, I mean, I do believe in it. I, I believe in sticking to your guns and being how you are, being who you are. If you don't want to do something, you're not feeling it, don't do it. All, all I'm saying is it just looks very sophomoric, immature, 
and idiotic in my opinion and I am saying that I'm taking a bold statement and saying it looks idiotic to want to be a part of something and then for all the reasons that were there the whole entire time that you were aware of capital letters now all of a sudden you don't want to do well what's changed I mean nothing's changed your perspective changed okay that's fine but just remember that you walk away with a clean slate and you're done and so many people are affected by that domino effect by that one decision that you decided to make in business now back to publication it's important to people for so many reasons just reading and learning everything I learned in my last course that I just took what two days ago I just my focus is like wow you know publication is so important to so many different types of people and businesses and companies and professionals and artists and amateurs and just so many different people you know publicity and it's serious business marketing advertising and promotion and I've said this before and so this goes hand in hand with pinup don't be involved in pinup publication nobody's twisting your arm nobody's forcing you if you're not going to show support period it's just like I said you can go to somebody and work with them once post an image and be done you can go to somebody and work with them often all the time on a regular basis at that point undoubtedly you should be showing support it's not the same as working with somebody once on a photo shoot that you paid for that's completely different when you're working in publication and working with people in publication there are other people involved period no matter why you agreed to it no matter why you wanted it there are other people that are involved and they're taking what they're doing seriously every photo shoot is for publication every plan for images to be in an article every article that's written and submitted with those images every issue of a magazine that is published every magazine that publishes those issues my columns my articles um, all of it is important and I think that anybody with common sense would know that I mean can you honestly say even if you didn't know anything about publication if you researched me and you really thought about my position just as a columnist with my with my own column as a writer for any pinup magazine and one of them happens to be the biggest pinup magazine in the in the industry and has been when you think about that how can you sit there and make decisions well first of all how can you sit there and not realize that every article I write every set I submit with my articles are important I mean you may not know anything about magazines you may not know anything about the process you may not know anything about how I became a writer how I ended up with my own columns plural how I ended up with my own column in the biggest pennant magazine in the world you may not know anything about that what I'm getting paid if I'm getting paid 
what my deadlines are, how many words per article, what I have to write about, what constructive criticism I've gotten, what things I've been told not to do, what things I've been told to start doing within my articles. You don't have to know any of that. You don't even have to know why my articles and my columns are important to me. But anybody who is an adult with a brain should be able to figure out that that would be important to me, period. Without knowing a a single aspect of my process or why I do what I do. So again, involved and involving work and working. You're involving yourself in an industry. You're working with someone on a regular basis. Here's an example as far as magazine publication. There can be magazines that have a deadline of say, let's just say December 15th to submit. And they literally within days of that date will publish that issue. There are magazines that have a deadline of the 15th, but and a month will pass after that deadline has ended and then the issue will come out. You can literally do, this has happened, it's not often, but you can do a photo shoot today. Get your images, get edits, a handful, four or five, six, six simple light, if they only need you know minor editing, whatever, or maybe you have a photographer that is gonna spend all day on them the day of after your shoot or the next day. So you can do a shoot today, tomorrow or the next day, get your edits, submit them right away. I'm talking, you got them, you put them in the Dropbox, you labeled them, you submitted them right away as soon as you got them within a day or two after your photo shoot. They can be looked at, they can be accepted the same day that you submitted them or the next day. That issue could be ready to come out and they will go ahead and make room for you, or they have room, or they, they were waiting on your set. Or the deadline could have been that day, you made it, and within two days, the issue came out. So literally within days, within a week, within a month sometimes, you can do a set and it can be published. I have had images that were offered to be used on a cover issue and they put me on the cover but the cover issue was not going to be out for eight months (laughs) eight yes eight months um can't post the pictures can't you know can't post the pictures got to sit there and wait took the images let's backtrack took a month to plan the shoot and did the shoot Um, you know, a month after setting the date and planning it. Got the images back within a week or two. Submitted, waited days or a week, maybe two to hear back. Get offered a cover. Eight months later, the cover's out. So virtually we're talking almost what? It could be 10 months almost from the time I actually planned the shoot, set the date, did the shoot got accepted, got offered the cover, and had to wait until the issue came out. That's almost a year. I have had images that I took a year ago 
and that I've been holding on to for the right issue. Or there have been times where I've taken images and I've held on to that set because I feel like it deserves a cover and I want to see that set on a cover. So I'll wait. I've had two, three magazines offer to publish them, but not on the cover. I've politely and uh, well-manneredly <laughs> um, turned them down. And I've held onto the set just months and months and months and months, still waiting. And because I'm holding onto my guns, that's what I want to do. That's how I feel about those images. Maybe that was my original goal, like, excuse me, love my look, love the images, like, oh, this is for a cover, and I'm not letting it go, and a lot of times, it's worked out, I would say, I actually don't know, but just say eight out of ten times, I don't think I've done it ten times, but I've had a good success rate when I do that, I'm, I'm blessed, if you want to say lucky, say lucky, but I'm blessed that it has worked out that way, and then I've been aware that I could actually hold out to get a cover, you know? So going back full circle on everything, there is no guarantee in publication, number one, that sets are going to be accepted. I've never had an article be turned down, but the set may not be accepted. A lot of times my articles are based on that set. And that's another thing. I mean, okay, you're not in my position, but let's use clear logic. That photo shoot that we planned for, had plans for a a specific article that I was going to write on that photo shoot. So now we're going into something that some people may not know. Because they think, oh, it's just so easy. She can just use another set. Or they don't even think about the fact that I actually have to write a completely different article or go back and alter an entire article that was already read, ready and proofread and, and submitted, you have to understand, not just ready, da, 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 but submitted. And then I have to go back and change it. Or I had an article in mind that I wanted to do based upon, specifically based upon a shoot that we had plans to do. Now you didn't do that shoot oh, it's just that easy, right? I can just find models anywhere that I want to involve in that article that are going to meet my deadline and replace you the same day we were supposed to be doing it. I mean, do you know what the chances are? This is where logic comes in. You don't have to actually have this information. I mean, you can be logical and say, that would make sense. You can't just replace people and things and articles and photo shoots at the last minute. That's one thing. And then when something has already went to the process, the point of the process, where the images and the article has been accepted, it's in the rotation to be published, whether it's a month, two months, three months, and then here we go. Here's somebody that decides to cause so much drama that it's inexcusable, it's unexcusable, I cannot work with them any longer, so now I'm in the position to, what do I do, go ahead and let the article be published, or do I pull the article and the set 
or do I keep my article and pull the set, try to pull a rabbit out of a hat or replace the images at the last minute? The bottom line is the domino effect is there. I have to go to the magazine, go to the owners and say, I have a problem with that set and I'm going to be changing my article now. That's not something that I want to be doing on a regular basis. That should be common sense. That's not something that's a positive thing. That should be common sense. Again, I understand the whole walking away and there are no consequences. I understand that because you weren't obligated in the first place. The responsibilities that I have, you don't. I understand that. And especially if you don't plan on continuing to do any modeling or do any pinup, you don't care about your reputation. You didn't care to begin with. You have no sense of obligation, no sense of commitment. But there are times where people will decide, yeah, oh, I don't want to do this all of a sudden. Okay, but that magazine issue isn't going to be out for several weeks. It's not going to be out for several months. Okay, but I wrote an article specifically about that shoot. Okay, but you know, this is what I'm saying. Use clear logic. That's the reason why, seriously, the one of the, you know, it's, I learned so much this year. I really have. And if I were to focus and concentrate and think hard, like what was the number, if I had really, it would be hard to choose. But if I had to choose one that just winning by a hair, the number one thing that I learned this year is for me to never work with someone on a regular basis that's doing pinup as a hobby and sees it as that way, has that frame of mind and involve them in my projects, in my productions that I'm working on with other people. Bottom line, that's the biggest thing that I learned this year because the level of commitment is not there. It's not. Their awareness of the decisions they make and how they affect other people is not there. Their awareness may be there because they're self-centered. They don't care. They have, there's no sense of obligation. There's no sense, like I said, of, wow, this is really going to affect their day. This is going to affect their production. And it's going to affect other people's day, other people's production. It, there's, it's not even about they're, they're unaware. It's about they don't care. I cannot work with someone like that because these are people that take hobbies so relaxed that it's like they just don't consider what they're doing, the fact that they're involved in something now. And in my opinion, it's no longer a hobby. Not when you're working with professionals, more than one, and you're working on projects and productions and publications that are professionals, that are serious business. And you're doing this on a regular basis. No, I'm sorry. It's not a hobby anymore. So using that as an excuse, it doesn't fly. It holds no merit. It means absolutely nothing. Because like I said, it's the same thing as going to a hairstylist versus working with one on a regular basis. Completely different situation. You mess with people's time. You mess with people's money. 
you know, you mess with people's time and the production that has already began or already completed, then you're messing with their reputation and you're messing with their relationships and product productivity with other people, not just you. That's why I'm sure that it's so hard for somebody who is completely self-centered and only is concerned about what they want and what they want at that time. That's why I know that they just, they honestly don't get it because they don't, they don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't click. It's all about what they want. They don't care about the other people that are involved. They don't. And to say that something's a hobby, that's the reason why you can walk away with no strings attached, no consequences, no um, conscience, you know, conscience. You just, oh, well, who cares? And I'm thinking about that specifically this morning because this has happened to me so many times in the past, believe me, with other people. Um, and most recently, I had to pull an article. This is what the third time, one time an article almost didn't happen because I made plans to do a photo shoot that had a plan and goal for an article and my deadline was near and the person decided at the last minute they didn't want to do it. Almost didn't happen, meaning I still got my article out in my column. Why? Because it's important. It's important to a, a lot of people, not just me. There's a couple of people that it's important to. And that person happened to be the same person that recently I had to pull two. Two. I, I don't even want to say three more because I, it just made me more upset. But two more sets of theirs at two different magazines. And I know for a fact that one of them, I believe both, had an article to go with them. So there you go. One, two, three. So if it wasn't for the fact that I already, you know, eliminated them, which is the reason why these articles have been pulled, uh, there's the three strikes you're out. They would be eliminated anyway. If I have to pull articles, if you agree to do something and pull out of it for the last minute. We have no future in business together. We have no future together, period. I take my articles seriously. I take my columns seriously. I take my business relationships in business with magazine owners specifically seriously. I take my business relationships with clients and models that I work with on a regular basis often who are involved in being my featured model on my articles, I take that seriously. I take them seriously. People that want to advance, people that want publicity, people that want to be published, and that's why they're agreeing to it. That's why they want to do it. You know, They want to do it. They have the desire. I take those people seriously in all of our plans. If you are unreliable... There is no way that I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to have to take responsibility for realizing um, a habit that someone has shown over a pattern, a negative pattern, 
and realize, okay, we really honestly do not have the same goals. So I cannot look at you crazy. I have to look at myself crazy and say, hey, I'm responsible for involving this person. No one's forcing me. And to just make better decisions is what I'm responsible for. And that's what I've been doing. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. I am not going to ever work with someone who is doing pen-up as a hobby, sees it as just that, and work with them on a regular basis and involve them in the productions I'm working on. I'm never going to do that again, especially if the person wants to use the word hobby as an excuse when it's not a hobby if you're doing it all the time, working with multiple people, agreeing and being involved in many different productions and publications. No, sorry, honey. It's not a hobby anymore. Never was. So I'm not going to work with people who have that outlook and have that perspective because they're not passionate. They're not giving their all. They're not going the extra mile. You know, they're not willing to take constructive criticism, to take the ups and downs of the business, to take failure, to take a skill and say, you know what, I've learned this and I really want to improve on it. No, you're not taking anything seriously. That's fine. Book me. I'll do your hair, get your pictures, give them to you. Call it a day. Call it a day. It is essential for me to work with people who have similar goals as me. And I'm never again going to be blindsided by my emotions because of working with someone often, because of the money that they're paying me, because they're attractive, because I can be versatile with the looks that I'm creating. Nothing. They could be sweet as a button. We could have a million things in common or not. None of that is ever going to matter ever again. I'm going to base my business um, decisions when choosing people to work with on a regular basis and to bring aboard and to involve in things that mean a lot to me and other people that I'm working with. I'm going to base my decisions based upon how passionate the person is about pinup specifically, how serious they take their commitments and our plans for everything that we do. Not just planning, not just planning ahead, but our plans for everything that we do. Because honestly, I could be like, oh, it's no big deal. When I go to these magazines, I could have that outlook. Like, oh, I'm going to have to pull this set. I'm no, lo no longer working with that person. I could be thinking to myself, I've been down this road before with other people, whatever. It's no big deal. You know what? That's not my perspective. My, my perspective is, yes, I've been down this road. I don't like to do it. I don't like to go down that road. Unfortunately, it's inevitable because I can't control other people and their decisions. Um, and at the same time, my reputation is on the line. So yes, it does matter to me each and every time I have to pull an article. Each and every time production that was already done ends up being trash. Each and every time I feel and I'm left with such a nasty taste in my mouth that I don't even want my work 
with that person published. I'm just like, no, I actually have the decision. I don't use my get out of uh, jail card free. Uh, I don't use my ghetto pass often. I don't pull my pull rank or cash in favors. I don't know what you want to call it. I don't do it often. So that's the reason why I'm never hesitant to do it. But it's not pleasant. It's not something I like to do. And I'm definitely not going to ever recommend working with someone who is flaky, undecisive, dis- difficult to work with, picky, yet not a professional, um, doesn't take commitment seriously and plans. I'm not going to recommend working with someone like that. And I'm never going to work with someone like that again, period. You know, if I see someone being un- unsupportive, if I see somebody being completely self-centered, making changes at the last minute, um, not taking our plans for things seriously, and giving so much power to, to me, to me, in my opinion, the wrong people. Um, and then all of a sudden you don't want to do this after all of this work. Okay, guess what? I'm going to look at those patterns before I ever make a decision to involve someone in something. And when I see those things, because they are negative, no matter how you, who you ask, what, when, where, where, you know, where, where, I'm, I'm tired, um, or how, those are negative things. If I see those things based upon studying someone, working with them, I'm not going to involve them in anything any further that is a production that is important that involves me and other people. So I don't know how specific I can be because um, I've said it all. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully I have enlightened someone. Um, Hopefully I've, I don't know, brought a security blanket (laughs) to someone who can relate that has been through this. And, um, you know, if nothing else, maybe I've entertained somebody just by talking about this because it is an important subject to me, but I don't have time to focus on things like that. If I have to pull a set, I pull a set. If I have to replace it, I replace it. Um, if I'm in the position to do something like that, I'm going to do it. If I, if I've eliminated someone, then I'm going to move on. It's extremely difficult. You want to talk about emotions. It's extremely difficult to put something in someone behind you when there are still business commitments involved. Maybe not on their end. They're gone. They've went MIA. Like photographers that take pictures of models and never give them to them. (laughs) There's just no conscience. Just bye. No obligation. Oh, well. They don't care. Then that person is left like, oh, my God, I spent money and time and... I got no pictures, I didn't get published, I didn't meet the deadline in time, blah, blah, blah. There's always an effect of everything that we do, and it's the same thing, and it's very difficult to move on when there are still reminders of unfinished business, when there are still reminders of things that I have to go back and rearrange, things that I have to, I have to be responsible and change and notify people. 
you just have no clue how freaking irritating it is when I'm well rid of someone for so many good reasons and they're just skipping along about their day no obligation no no consequences nothing nope and then all of these pieces are just shattered and I have to pick them up and every day I have other things to do things are positive I'm working with positive people producing so many things and now I have to backtrack and come up with this change that replace this it's very hard to focus on other things so I don't even know what I'm going to name this podcast hopefully I'll name it something catchy so the right people will be listening to this and like I said I know a lot of people can relate so if anybody's listening they can relate hey you know join the club join my club I'll join yours but thanks for listening this has been pen up talk with host Diana Prince we are where are we at we're in the middle of December my birthday's in a couple of days Christmas is next week and the new year is about to this year is ending the new year's approaching and it's almost six o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday so happy holidays and I'll see all of you online thank you for the support Have a great day. This has been Pin Up Talk with host Diana Prince. Ciao.